Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Nick Mohammed, of course. Nate, the wonder kid uh, from Ted Lasso. Joined us in the studio. He has an alter ego, which he is taking on tour. What a lovely guy. Lovely bloke, yeah. Really nice to meet him. It was very interesting. Uh, a very moving story, actually. Uh, Jonathan Mills, who scored a century at the weekend for his village team, but that doesn't even begin to tell his amazing story. So uh, we'll bring you that. Uh, the cricket was on, which means Andy was slightly distracted, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> But especially as England were having a very bad time. Oh, God. It's the worst thing to have to do this show when England are rubbish. So, uh, you had to do a lot over the years, let's be honest. You had some quite bold predictions for you as well, which you'll hear. You got involved in a few areas around Gary Neville on Dragon's Den. So, here it all is. Does baseball include fielding practice? I'm just wondering for a friend. <laughs> God, England's fielding in so far in the ashes has been terrible. It's been beyond. I mean, the yeah. one Pope dropped. For yeah. a, you know, and you know they're not dropping that. I got to the point where it just looked so bad. I thought it's a shame Just Oil didn't ruin the pitch and we could all go home. <laughs> Really? Lisa, so what happens is in the mornings, we're obviously watching the cricket as we're uh, doing a bit of research for the show, and Andy's kind of walking up and down like an expectant father. <laughs> so he wanders up and down looking at the telly, then he can't look at the telly, and he occasionally look up when something goes wrong and makes pronouncements like, and then indeed our producer tweeted it out. Uh, when they were on 58, he said they could declare now and still win this test. It's just the rate... We would have been 80 like, for five, though. We would like, have been. Isn't it, imagine some sort of, uh, somebody sort of strolling around a bus station talking to themselves and then occasionally just looking up at the screen and saying mad stuff people are just avoiding I'm avoiding eye contact I'm just I'm just keeping my head down I had to in the end I had to stop watching that normally works we normally get a wicket if I stop watching so that I don't think that work scientifically stacks up does it really but it's yeah look it's not been an easy morning but it does make a difference getting that one wicket Josh Tung getting Kawaja there it does make a bit it makes it slightly better doesn't it yeah it really? does it and it's been doing it's a bit getting... and they have been incredibly lucky oh they've been very lucky so, they've had a lot of luck in the first test and in this and this morning as well but you know that's the way it goes but it's the catching 
You can't keep dropping no. people. You know, he, he, well, look, there's been two today. Yeah. The root one was was a tough catch. It was quite yeah, hard to get to. Yeah, but they take that catch. Green takes that catch. He took, he's taken three like that this summer. He mm. takes it. And the other one, they no, the Pope they... one was bad, wasn't it? That was that was there there for the team. He'll know that as well. Yeah, but he's taken good catches great. in the past, as we know. But anyway, look, there we... are other things going on. Of course, there are. Yeah, what is going on, Andy? Well, Gary Neville was to join Dragons Den. I don't know if you saw this. Actually. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's doing a series, isn't it? Like a yeah. guest, a guest. Uh, uh, don't bother to go on if you come from Liverpool. Support Chelsea or the wrong part of Manchester. Okay. That's why I'm out, <laughs> that's, says Gary. That's why I'm out. It's uh, I'm looking for Fulton Satney for 85 percent of my business. It's a real winner. It's uh, alchemy. Uh, who do you support, mate, at Manchester City? I'm out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, so you're basically, you want, you give me 85% of your business, turning base metal into gold. Yes, absolutely. Full. No, Chelsea fan, I'm out. Um, really cool. what if, when did add-ons kick in? I mean, I it's have all, no idea. It's, it's amazing. We've had undisclosed point. fees. Whatever happened to, to basically someone holding up a shirt and you knew how much they cost? It's add-ons, isn't it? It's what would in, your add-ons be if you, yeah, if uh, you talk sport, listen, What add-ons? If you're moving jobs, have you gone for add-ons? <laughs> I mean, Stan Matthews in the 53, <laughs> did, if he twists the blood uh, of the uh, Bolton defender... Does he get more money? Do you get more money if you sell him? I don't know. It's just <laughs> we'll talk to John Cross a bit later mm. on about add-ons because uh, they are all the rage, aren't they? I mm. know. How silly do they get? We've heard about one or two of them in the past. If if the if he wins the World Cup, you get an extra five million quid. So there must be some. You must not back some add-ons because there's just nothing in it for you. you think that's well. That's yeah. never. That's never going to happen. No, it's true. Yeah. yeah. We'll see where we'll see where it goes. Yes. Uh, what have we got here? Hold on. I, was I don't just know. About to read a bit. Enough. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Volunteers uh, have undertaken to spend a year for NASA in kind of Mars-like conditions. Have you seen this? Yeah. And Isn't it in Wales somewhere? Uh, is it underground in Wales? Oh, I didn't realise it was underground in Wales. Okay. But apparently, it includes the closest a... to Mars we've got. Apparently, <laughs> no, it's 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 uh, it's a sort of cave. They're going to stay. They're going to go and live in a cave for a year. Well, that's where I'm going to go if we don't take any wickets. <laughs> I'll come out, we've won the match. Well, well, I'll tell you what, we'll have a whip round from the listeners. I think we'll get the money together quite quickly. We will. Yeah. It includes a 20-minute delay. So in like when you... Because that's what we're happening in Mars. I'd say something, and then 20 minutes later, you'd hear it's me. a lot of dead air, isn't I it? I thought that'd be good for the sports bar. <laughs> Some of those people that come on drunk late yeah. at night. <laughs> so, there's t- hang on. What's the science of that? You're sitting, what, about... Uh, Two yards from me, yeah. you'd say something. It'd take you take twenty minutes for me to hear you. Yeah. That doesn't sound right. Not in a cave in Wales. <laughs> no, no, but they, they've deliberately done it like that because that's what happens if you're on Mars. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're on Mars. You're on Mars. No, I d- then twenty minutes <laughs> I'm not, later, I'll Andy, answer you. That sounds like a sort of thing you get in a cab, and a cab driver said, "You heard about that Mars mm. thing, Gov? So if I talking to you now in a cab, it'd take twenty minutes for the sound to travel. <laughs> we were on Mars. We were getting a cab on Mars. Exactly I'm right. I'm not going south of that moon this time of night. Yeah, definitely not. Sorry, mate. Sounds good. I'm on my way home. There was a very good recipe this morning in the Sun for Aldo Zilli's Perfect Burger. I think a chef has made a... They're a good co- band. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Some chef has come out and said, don't barbecue burgers, it's not good for them. You know, griddling is better, but yeah. you know, I don't know about that. But anyway, he's given you a recipe and, he, and he tells you how to do it. And then once it's all cooked, he says, now it's time to assemble your burgers. Mm. 
Put down the bottom of the bun, then add your burger, followed by the lettuce. No, really, I thought I thought the burger went on the outside and the bun went in the middle. Well, you know that's yeah. For what about that? Sake. <laughs> that's that is really back treat to people properly like back so to basics. Stupid. So do tell us about your add-ons. What add-ons uh, have you have you been? I mean, add-ons only happen in football, but maybe not. Let us know. And what would you be demanding? Now, uh, Warren Gatlin, the Wales coach, has been talking about a little away day they had, and a lot of the listeners, I'm sure, have gone on these. Doesn't matter what you mm. do these days. They'll often get you out the office, won't they? Take you out your comfort zone and send you on an away day. And uh, Warren Gatlin was saying that the Wales boys went off to Taft's Well, uh, which may be where they're doing the Mars stuff. But um, they went there, they joined the Green Mile Army Style Fitness Camp. Um, and uh, Warren says, uh, we had a lot of psychological challenges. Um, we did some power endurance stuff. They were carrying logs up here, all the kind of normal stuff you'd expect athletes to do. And then they did some more interesting stuff. Um, we put them all in hoods, uh, tip water over them, which they weren't expecting. I don't know, it's called waterboarding, isn't it? I mean, it's not a great <laughs> idea. Great, does it? And then suddenly you get all these effects. While they're, they're having water tipped on them, they've got hoods on, there's babies crying, things going off, he says. And then he said it wasn't a full day, that was the morning. In the afternoon, uh, we had a bit of lunch and put some beers on. <laughs> Psychologically damaged after that, wouldn't you? Sitting there after front row, sitting there in tears. So we did wonder: um, Have you been on an, an unorthodox, unlikely away day? They said, yeah, we're going to get you out of the mm. office for a day. It needn't be a kind of brutal or psychological, but sometimes you you do find yourself, I don't know, making bridges out of Lego and stuff, thinking. Is this helping me in my job? <laughs> be the uh, editor of a music, uh, a football magazine? I've I'm not no a big idea. fan of the away day. You should be able to sort it all out in the office. You don't have to go somewhere like this. What's the point? You're not a big fan of the away. Well, how many have you been on? How many? Have, how many situations you've been in where you've uh, been asked to go on an away day? None. Well, there we are then. <laughs> That's why I'm not a big what fan a... of them. <laughs> it's fantastic, isn't it? A man who pronounce on anything, even when he hasn't. I'm not a big fan of Where something is my I've never talk done. Radio slot? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me and Fletch could do a show together. Oh, God, some of the stuff you've oil. been saying earlier on, <laughs> blimey. Even he uh, was yeah. worse than me. Even though. Mike Graham was saying, "Hang on, calm down, boys. <laughs> There's no need for that." The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We take you back to last weekend when Brookworld Cricket Club uh, seconds took on uh, Wood and Mortimer. And there was a fantastic knock by uh, Jonathan Mills. He scored 110 of 123 balls, proper baseball, 21 boundaries. Uh, Tremendous. In pretty uh, tough temperatures out there. He did the business. Um, that doesn't begin to tell even half the story. Jonathan is 54 years old. They discovered in January that he had stage four bowel cancer and, and has decided not to take more palliative chemotherapy after an initial round so he continues to play the sport indeed the sports that he loves and he joins us now jonathan mm. good afternoon good afternoon how are you doing well good congratulations yeah. on that not first i mean wow that is that was that was something i don't there wasn't a dry ice in that a dry eye in the house i understand including yours absolutely yeah no it was a very very emotional day for everybody to be honest with you and uh yeah when i uh, when i got to 50 i had a bit of a tear in my eye to say the least uh just for the fact that a you know, I was enjoying myself and um, managed to get, you know, managed to get a duck that potentially was probably more predicted. So <laughs> I, uh, uh, and then by the time I got to 100, I was so tired, I couldn't, I couldn't cry by then. But, uh, uh, but there was a lot of cheering and, uh, you know, everybody understood what it meant, etc. So it was, it, was a, it was an emotional day for everybody, but uh, very enjoyable. Yeah. Was that your first 100 or had you scored hundreds previously? 
Uh, I've scored. I mean, I'm you know I am lucky enough to have scored you know quite a few hundreds in my in my past, etc. I played a lot of cricket. Oh, you know, I think mm. I made my first thing school debut at 14 in fact you know and I made score my first 100 when I was 14 but right. um uh you know uh that's I probably I think that's only my second 100 for the club so in the in the um in the 12 years I've been playing there so I, I wouldn't say I was prolific <laughs> well I mean it's I mean to put in the context you've talked you talked about the, the sort of punishing treatment you've had you've lost weight yeah. you're not yeah. as, as fit as you were so to go out there and do that in the heat batting in a helmet which you don't normally do mm. um yeah, yeah amazing yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, to be honest with you, they, they, I don't, I don't, the gentleman they had opening the bowling was clearly uh, more than capable of the standard we were at. And uh, uh, the first over, he nearly took my head off, and I said, and I thought, well, I'm a bit ring rusty, uh, and I called called in for my helmet, and uh, which made made me feel a lot more comfortable. So, uh, and then, and, and as the uh, stats show, I, I I then got involved a bit, etc. And I think because it was my own innings for a while, it was a bit like you know, John, you only get one chance at this. Let's give it a go. So I I. I you know, took it took it to them a little bit, which sure. is which is great. And you know, my batting partner at the other end just sort of gave me the strike, and we and we put on a, I think we put on one hundred and sixty six for the first wicket. So. And you won the game, and so that was the important. They were important <laughs> runs. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. It was it was a, it was a fantastic last ball thriller. Um, and, you know, their their opposition wicket keeper, I think he got forty odd uh, towards the end. And uh, again, as you said, the temperatures were ridiculous and uh, uh and he had a bit of dehydration and was uh, was sick at the side of the pitch i think before he concluded uh, oh, but um, uh, but again the last ball thriller and um you know they needed three off the last ball only got two and um you know we we we, we brought it home so that was uh, you know a great way to finish the day off to be honest with you Fantastic. Brilliant. were the opposition aware of, of your situation uh well i i i think i think i'd probably told the wicketkeeper because i mean he had a gopro camera on mm. his head so uh, I said to him, you know, are you, you know, are you, are you, are you videoing the whole game? Because uh, if you are, can you send me a copy, kind of thing, etc. Especially when I started to get a few ones. If I got a duck, I probably wouldn't have asked him for the footage, to be honest. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, uh, so he's very, very kindly sent that on. So uh, yeah, That's so nice. it, it was all, yeah, it was all good. We're going to tweet that out. Uh, it's on the Brookwell Cricket Club uh, website, and we're going to tweet that out from uh, TSH and JR Twitter feed because. There's some good strokes there. Yeah, some, you're playing some nice shots, John. You're clearly playing down in the twos. So I'd say you, you turned out, you turned <laughs> I, out for the first honest, eleven. Yes, I, do, I do normally keep wicket and open the batting for, mm. in the top three for the first team. But I've also still got a port in my chest right. uh, where they fed the chemo into me. And uh, it's a bit bit risky for me to um, to keep wicket, etc. with that in. Uh, and I say my first game back as well. So I'm more than happy to you know play in the twos, etc. And... Uh, uh, and and play with the lads there. So I, I obviously we know every, we know each other, and uh, I'm more than happy to play wherever selected. So uh, uh, it was I was just very pleased to get a game to be honest with you. So uh, and and indeed contribute to the game. So it was great. And I mean it must have taken a lot out of you, I'm sure. And I know you were saying that your wife was uh, was concerned about how much it would take out of you. But you want to go out again. You want to play again, don't you? Oh no, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I mean, I was as I said, I was exhausted. I lost, a, I've lost, as I said, I've lost three stone. Most of it is sort of, you know, leg muscle, shoulders, you know, all that sort of stuff. A bit of beer belly as well has managed to go, so it's not too, it's not all bad. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, so she, she's obviously, she's obviously concerned. 
Um, but um, yeah, I say it, 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 you know it was very good, very nice just just to get out there, and I'll you know I'll play again as soon as I can. The timing and, never um, goes, John, does it? Clearly, we can see from the <laughs> shot. Glass is permanent. That's <laughs> the whole thing, isn't it? Of course, <laughs> it is. Thank yeah. you the, very much. Yeah. You, you uh, uh, you're also a I, I, the problem is, is mm. I hope there's not too much expectation for me to do it again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, don't get I can't a guarantee that golden one, duck won't be such a good story. Uh, you uh, also absolutely. played you also played rugby uh, to a I good do. level, didn't you? Yeah. Any plans to sort of give that one last go? Or, or? Uh, I, again, with the with the weight loss, probably probably not. And I think if she was having kittens about me playing cricket, I think she'll be having babies if I if I if I try and play rugby again. To be honest, uh, so no, I shall uh, I shall probably call that one a day. Um, and uh, you know, keep on the sidelines and just be that chap in the corner that says, you know, we didn't play like that in our day and all that sort of stuff, etc. <laughs> so uh, uh, stand there with stand there with a pint and just uh, enjoy watching uh, Brentwood first team. You know, uh, have a good year again. I think. Uh, see how we go. It, it must be a, a tough call to say that you don't want to continue with the chemo, but it does allow you to do stuff like this. You know, because I, I know from sort of experience from my dad, it does wipe yeah. you out, and it would make playing cricket and, mm, and golf sure. and all the other things you still want to do very very difficult wouldn't it yeah absolutely i mean the chemo really does take it out of you and as uh, after each week so you have i mean i had six sessions and first three were were okay four five and six were pretty hideous and you tend to get and you feel worse longer after each one except so uh, and because of certain reactions i had during chemo uh, when they offered me palliative uh, care. I, I just said, you know, what are the counter contraindications? I'd already experienced most of those, so I thought, well, you know, let's not let's not bother with that. It was only going to probably give me another couple of months, kind of thing. So I thought, well, let's just get back to near normal as we can and try and be normal as for as long as I can. It sounds like sport has been an absolute sort of constant, dominant part of your life. Oh, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. Absolutely. I mean, started playing rugby when I was seven. Um, and uh, I think you know, if I'm not in a rugby club in the winter on a Saturday, I'm like a bear with a burnt backside. You know <laughs> I mean? So uh, you know, whether I'm you know whether I'm you know playing or watching or you know just having a beer with the guys, it's just uh, it's just a great you know social environment and uh, a great lifestyle. I think, and um, you know, sports given me a lot of opportunities and uh, a lot of character. If you know what I mean? Absolutely. And have you been have you been watching the Ashes unfold, uh, Jonathan? Uh, yeah, no. Watched obviously enjoyed the last day of the you know the first. First test, etc. Uh, I have to say, uh, on the back of this, uh, I've been very fortunate to, for Mr. Stephen Fry to invite me to uh, day three uh, in the president's suite. Fantastic. So oh, uh, I shall be attending the Ashes on Thursday. Excellent. Um, and you know, the Barmy Army have, have made some nice, beautiful comments on their side. So I shall uh, try and get down to that section of the ground and say hello to them as well, etc. So. Yeah, that was going to be my final question actually, because uh, I read the pieces did Andy in the Sunday Times and our producer, and we all said what an amazing yeah. story, what amazing attitude. Mm. Um, yeah, and clear. I'm interested to know what other reactions you've had. I mean, you've just explained two of them. People have reached out already. Absolutely. I mean, the reactions have been, you know, as I said, been truly humbling. But in the same token, it's, you know, a lot of you know, people, you know, inspired or whatever and things like that. So, um, you know, if I can do that, that's that's great. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Nick Mohammed's joined us in the studio. You'll know Nick from Ted Lasso. Uh, of course, uh, Nate, the uh, erstwhile West mm -hmm. Ham manager, started off as the kit boy. 
became a coach, went on to manage the team. We don't want to give away too much, Nick, because Andy's not seen series three series yet. Two. Oh, so okay. So you're won't... you're at the downfall of Nate going to West Ham at the end of it. Yes, yep. that's okay. right. Fine. I expect you to come in with that kind of grey rinse. <laughs> <laughs> You've not kept it. Oh, it's like your hair, actually. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a well. In season two, they started painting it increasingly grey and white um, uh, throughout the series, but then season three it is a wig. It's just a full on grey hair <laughs> wig. <laughs> um, that I yeah took about 45 minutes to put on every day. We'll come back to that, but uh, we're going to talk about uh, the very best and worst of Mr Swallow, your show. You're doing a residency mm. at the Duke of York Theatre in London. You've, people will probably know the character. They've, you've done it on TV a number yeah, of times. Yeah, I've done it on Cats' Countdown quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, the yeah. Jurassic Park musical, wasn't it? Well, Which... the Jurassic Park song, yeah. He yes. wrote, uh, I guess, um, uh, lyrics to the theme tune to Jurassic Park yeah. that summarised the plot. Yeah. <laughs> and Catherine <laughs> so, Ryan shows what he was on. Yeah, I did do it on Backstage yeah. with Catherine Ryan, of course, yeah, yeah on Amazon. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, uh, so where did the character come from then? Well, it actually it actually started off as an impression of a, a teacher, a high school teacher I had, who taught mm. taught us English uh, when we were doing GCSEs. And she kind of had this voice where she just sort of talked like this, so I just quite <laughs> monotonous, just sort of have a go at us all the time. <laughs> and I I just started doing that voice to kind of make my mates laugh, I guess. Yeah. And then when I went to um, university and started doing sort of little sketches and like comedy nights and stuff, I started using that voice because um, for me at least it made things sort of ten percent funnier yeah and then i guess as i started then getting into it properly and going up to the edinburgh festival and so on i just started doing this voice it was more a voice than a character at that point and mm -hmm. then it, it kind of organically grew to become sort of i guess who mr swallow is now with kind of a proper attitude and a backstory and um yeah. God, i've been doing it now for got 12 years or something he's so. an interesting character isn't he i mean <laughs> very, it's, it's tommy, very diplomatic tommy cooper meets darren brown <laughs> yeah that's what that hey that's have that on the next yeah, poster. I love that. but Thank he is you. he's a mentalist <laughs> but more in the both. darren brown rather than alan partridge uh, <laughs> envelope isn't he really well, it, well he does he likes to sort of try his hand at various things but yeah he's a big magic fan even though his tricks don't always work and he is as surprised as anyone when things do work out. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and yeah, I guess he likes to dabble in the sort of the, you know, he's very good at sort of his memory stuff is very good. So in, you know, he's able to memorise a deck of playing cards. And that is something that I can do like for, oh. for real. So oh, that okay. so that was sort of more an outlook for that kind of stuff. But he's a bit of a polymath in that regard. He's, well, he's so easily distracted. He's sort of into anything and everything. Yeah. And on roller skates, we should point, that's fairly. Yeah, the whole show's on, on roller skates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've been doing that for like an hour, hour plus every night. Was that a skill you had that you that already? Or? I would say no. And I right. don't think you can tell. I think you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, yeah, it's fascinating, really, that, that you would sort of make him do that. It makes it, makes it even harder for I you, quite, doesn't it? I quite liked the idea... Because this, because the material was, you know, I mean, about half of it is was complete is completely new for the tour. But yeah. then some of it was some tried and tested stuff that I'd done on kind of Cats' Count, and mm. I've sort of revamped and refreshed a little bit. But because I really enjoyed the material, I was like, oh, well, how can I make it feel a little bit more unpredictable and a bit more unpredictable and a bit more frenetic and to sort of suit his personality? And I thought, oh, I'm going to just try and doing it on roller skates and just see what it does. And what it does is put the audience on edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's lots of fun. They but you memorised the yeah. Wagamama's menu. That's all you can see. That yeah. Rubik's cube. I mean, they're not easy. You did it really cleverly. Yeah, well, I can do. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? Anyone can learn a lot of this stuff. A lot of it's on the internet. But yeah, the Rubik's cube was something that I learned. My wife and I sort of challenged each other to learn it about ten years was this, ago. Oh, so. not a lockdown thing. This was no. This no, wasn't was a, lockdown. Right. No, this was this was ages ago. This is about sort of eight years ago or right. something like that. Um, but yeah, but I'm 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 a, a real geek when it comes to things like that. So yeah, I, I was a big fan of Intelligence with David Schwimmer. Oh, thank I, you. I thought it was a brilliant series. It kind of under the radar a bit yeah i would say it's sort of a bit like i, I still have people kind of coming up to me 
now sort of saying, oh, we've just seen, you know, we've only just it's sort of like... funny character. Sort of, oh, it's very... Their relationship's great. Yeah, well, it's very silly. I kind of think of intelligence as a bit of a like, kind of a live cartoon in a way, because it's very sort of quite farcical and there's mm. quite a lot of physical comedy in it. But um, yeah. I love it. And God, David Trimmer's just an absolute genius he's such a clown and such a lovely guy as well yeah. working with someone like that you know this sort of sitcom royalty to work with oh, one yeah. of the biggest shows like it must be a great buzz for oh yeah. i mean it was i mean i'm so indebted to him well saying yes for starters mm. to, to be in the show but yeah to be able to lean on his wealth of well talent and experience as well because not only obviously is he sort of you know such a great you know, great role in friends but he directed quite a lot of friends as well which mm. a lot of people forget and so he just knows the ropes in terms of sort of you know joke writing and gag writing and sort of what you know he's he's so informative in the edit and um you know he's just a great person to sort of be able to kind of just quiz about all yeah. that stuff and trying to get it right so yeah i feel very very lucky to have that now tent lasso is, uh, i mean it, it, when you said yes to doing it yeah. um probably little did you know it was going to be this huge sort of global phenomenon oh, really goodness i mean well, i mean a it's it's sort of dangerous to assume that anything's going to be a hit yeah. you just sort of try and do your best work but absolutely i mean i think we all knew that I think we knew that it was a good show, all mm. of us who were involved in it. You know, the talent behind it, you know, and, and, and even the, the, the sort of sketch, the skit that it's based on for NBC yeah. Sports. I think well, that's when was. Jason Sudeikis came in. He came in very early yeah. when he was doing that. I think it was for 20, NBC. Yeah, when it they was. Got 2013, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's a He came ago. in with the Ted Lasso character and it was a little sort of, it was very funny. Yeah. But you could kind of see that it would have, it would have legs as a character. And obviously so. It's yeah, completely. And I think, but then I think it's, you know, the show itself now has become almost, obviously, has grown so much mm. and I think what I mean you know it came out at a time when people were in lockdown so I think that the underlying sort of thematic messages of hope and optimism and positivity and so on really connected with people at a time when people you know really needed that but yeah. it's just and I still you know as a writer I don't write on that show but I still am so in awe of how they managed to balance the comedy with sort of the emotion and the dramatic sort of storytelling mm. of football as well you know yeah. they, they manage it's so triple threat in that regard you know and even sometimes within a scene you can find yourself laughing kind of crying and then being like oh I wonder what's going to happen next and I think that's a real skill they've got such a great team of writers on that absolutely um, and has it made a big difference to you you're getting recognised a whole lot more I know you're doing some work in a movie in the States that's coming up isn't it that yeah right? I did well I did a film I filmed something um, when was that last year with John Hamm and Tina Fey which is oh, wow. Which had just come out in the States. It premiered mm. at Tribeca at the film festival. And then I don't know when it's out over here, but I think soon, I think at some point this summer, basically called Maggie Moores. And that yes. was re really fun. And yeah, that, that absolutely wouldn't have come about without Ted Lasso. So I, I do owe a lot to that show. You're not a big football fan though, are you? <laughs> I wonder when this is going to come up. Yeah. I'm sort of terrified about even coming on, on your brilliant Because I just said from Leeds, I'm thinking you are a Leeds fan, but it's... Well, it... you know what? I got dragged to a lot of Leeds United matches because mm. my dad's a huge football fan. Oh, um, really? And in fact, he, he used to do bits and pieces of work for FIFA at the time as well. So he so he would, I think he would occasionally sort of trial, he's from the, the Caribbean, so he would trial a lot of kind of players or kind of get them on the radar for sort of a lot of um, British teams. And... Um, yeah, I got dragged to Allen Road loads as a kid. And, you know, I think, and, and I I don't know whether it was because I sort of, I don't know if it was an act of defiance, but I just couldn't kind of really get into it. Mm. But then it's strange because of Ted Lasso, and, you know, even though I've got a lot of mates who are huge, you know, football nuts and stuff, but because of Ted Lasso, I have had a newfound appreciation, partly because we've got to kind of visit some of the stadiums and all those guys who play, you know, the players are, you know, proper, you know, even mm. semi-pro or brilliant sort of like footballers. And um, you can't help but be infected by their enthusiasm and passion yeah. for it. And, um, and, and you know, I obviously, you know, I get 
I take on the job at West Ham at the end of season two. What's been absolutely bonkers for me, so I actually went to West Ham to see a game. When, who were they playing? God, I can't even remember who they were playing. Uh, maybe playing Liverpool? Mm-hmm. They didn't win. They, they, I think they lost, maybe it was like 2-0 defeat or something like that. Um, and um, But the, the West Ham fans kind of like, honestly like welcomed me like royalty I felt like such get a down sh- there and sort it out such a charlatan but it felt like it felt like such a win-win because when they won it was like yeah because we got Nate the Great and if they lost it was like we need Nate the Great yeah. so I felt like I could sort of somehow sort of be there but I, I sat there in the stands and, and couldn't help but be absolutely taken in by the atmosphere so I don't know I think maybe it's, I've got a kind of newfound oh, appreciation wow. for it so. especially as your character is the wonder kid he's the kind of tactical yeah. wonder kid so did yeah. you have to lean on some of the other actors well a little bit Brendan Hunt who plays Coach Beard who is a proper sort of football kind of wizard he knows mm. so much history and so much about tactics and play and everything and you know in fact if you look in the background of all, all, all the ball, he, he's kind of put so many easter eggs in terms of kind of his football knowledge in the background in that show but um i would often have to just quiz him about what you know what word did i, I there were some words i didn't even know if they were verbs or nouns in terms of the kind of is this a play is this a movie is this a play like nutmeg i didn't know what that was and like yeah. there were so many things i had to kind of quiz him about so i feel like i've got a little bit more knowledge now yeah Will there be any more? I mean, it, it felt there was spin-off potential at the end. Has it, have there been discussions? I, I, I agree that it felt like they were keeping their options open. Mm. I haven't heard anything. I mean, like, there's. I think Apple would love for us to do more. Yeah. I think that Jason, Brendan and Joe, who created the show with Bill Lawrence, have been really honest about saying, we have a three-season story that we want to tell with these characters. Mm. Now, whether there's spin-offs or... I think there was hints at a female football team, which I think would be a great thing, but then equally spin-offs are a bit, you know, double-edged sure. sword because you don't want to do one and it fizzle out or it drop off, especially because, you know, Ted has been such a hit as well. So. Yeah. And so the Mr. Swallow shows at the London Duke, the Yorks Theatre, you, you've got some, uh, a couple of shows a night you're doing on some of the evenings and a yeah. matinee on one of the days. So it's the 5th to the 9th of September. It is, yes. Yeah. Which feels way off, but, you know, once some holidays are out of the way, I'll be right and, around the corner. And Edinburgh you're doing as well, aren't you? I'm going to pop up to Edinburgh on, I'm just doing a one-off at the Pleasance Grand on the 15th of August. So if oh, you happen nice. to be up there, yeah, at 10 o'clock, that'll be very Fantastic. Nice. Yeah, I love Edinburgh. We were at uh, London Stadium the other day, uh, yeah. just before the baseball, uh, yeah. doing a show before that. And we were chatting to a couple of the West Ham players. And yes. the, the West Ham club shop was quite busy, full right. of Cardinals fans and Cubs fans. And okay. I wonder if it is the Ted Lasso effect, because I think it can't hurt. When a show's big in the States, they're probably mm. Americans coming, oh, West Ham, yeah, that's oh, Nate's I th- team. I, I think, I'm sure that's true. They've been true. good for business. I feel like, not, yeah, and not only that, like I, I mean, we used to live in Richmond, actually, before, mm. whilst the show was shooting, which is mad. And yeah. we were living there from 2014, so way before I, you know, even got the casting or anything. But um, um, it's, you, you see, like, I mean, there are even, like, walking tours of Ted Lasso. A lot of American, uh, Americans are kind of coming over to look yeah, at the club. Where it's like, it's very recognised. Recognizable, but I think that you know they're going to West Ham and kind of everywhere. I think it's it's sort of yeah, yeah it's strange that it's, it's become that show. Tour. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, all the ticket uh, details are at berksnest.com forward slash Nick. Correct. Uh, or, 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 or on my Twitter. Or on your Nick Twitter, Mohammed, yeah. So, yeah. Nick Mohammed, go and check it out and you can uh, get a link through and buy tickets for the shows. Good to see you, Nick. Thanks for coming in. Thank we'll you so it. much for not quizzing me too much about no, football. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, I've got some readers' trousers. Oh, okay. Well, let's have a pair of those, see if they'll cheer you up. We like readers' yeah. trousers. Mm. These are uh, the, the premium comfort stretch trouser. Yeah. And, of course uh, they are. They're tailored in the usual... High-grade polyester. Oh, I prefer low-grade polyester yeah. myself. Yeah, that's, fa- you can't really beat that. Fabric. The kind of low-grade polyester where <laughs> you get too close to an electric fire, you're in trouble, aren't you, really? That's it. Be, uh, Static producing. Never rub a balloon on them. That's Good right. old Ilkay Gundawan's wife uh, yeah. had a love letter to Manchester but still couldn't bring herself to say, actually, I was wrong about the food. It's, yeah. it's pretty good. That's right. She said, we've, what, a, what an adventure we've had. Yeah. Um, I, I can now sell my stomach <laughs> pump. She didn't add that, did she? <laughs> I mean, remember, they remember that we should have got John Wilkin back on, shouldn't we, really? Yeah. The Saints legend. Too. He came on. As a as a foodie and somebody, yeah. and he just he did he did ten put it to shame with all the fantastic restaurants mm. and places you can eat and the food you can get in Manchester. I wonder if she was listening that day. She was cowed. She might have been. Yes, yeah, she may have been. No, it's, quite possible. it's possible. She uh, should be all right in Barcelona though. She'll oh, probably yeah. find some decent scrand there, wouldn't she? Yeah, it's okay. It's, I don't think the food in Barcelona is that great. When I was up in there a couple of times, it's yeah. all right. Okay. You uh, are a very fussy eater. I am right? a very fussy eater, yeah. yeah. And uh, do you know what also annoys me? Ex-Australian players like Hayden and McGraw. I think it's, yeah, I think that's, I think that's that why it's really lovely to shove it to them. That's why it's really <laughs> annoying. This, yeah, Glenn McGrath, one of the nicest men you could ever meet. Oh, no, he's a, lovely He's man. a panto villain when it comes to oh, cricket. Yeah. But not necessarily uh, when he's saying. I mean, he's he's been laying it on. He's been saying England have got to win this test, and he is right, of course. Yeah. They've got to win and this they test. Played, Otherwise, honestly, it's all right. They must have played a miss thirty times today. 
Look at this one. Yeah, there's another one here, isn't it, it from Robertson? will not find the edge. Wow. I don't look how close. You couldn't be closer than that no. and not hit the edge. No, I know. It is very frustrating. So, anyway, it's Paul Hawksby and uh, a guy called Andy Jacobs alongside me. <laughs> uh, it's goggle box, basically, cricket goggle box. <laughs> but I'll not? try and hold up an end if I can. We've got some planning news if you want. We'll do that in a minute, okay. shall we? Um, we did ask you earlier on. Um, this is because the Wales players uh, found themselves a, a, a bit of an away day, the Wales players had. And uh, they were put, as part of it, they were put in hoods, doused in water and subjected to the sound of babies crying as part of psychological preparation for the Rugby World Cup. I, I think there's something of... wrong with rugby as a sport, if that's the preparation <laughs> for it, really, <laughs> honestly. Weird. ridiculous. Get you in the mood. But then, so they had a barbecue and a few beers. But uh, it did remind you of but back in the day with South Africa's players in the 2003 World Cup. They went to a boot camp. And the uh, the time, the word was that to withstand freezing cold temperatures while naked in a lake, they crawled across gravel uh, and, uh, and and also into a foxhole naked. And while the English national anthem was played at full blast, they had to kill chickens with their bare hands. That sounds a bit apocryphal, yeah. that doesn't it? Really? Did they win it? I, yeah, uh, <laughs> two thousand three. Didn't no, work, did it? Didn't, didn't quite. No, not that one. I don't think. <laughs> or did they? I have to come back. Yeah, to we that. won that one. Oh, of course we did. Yes, yeah, two thousand three. I knew it was important for a reason. That's very and true. Not a chicken was. <laughs> no, not in a chicken anger. was. No chickens were harmed in our World Cup win. I certainly, <laughs> I certainly hope not. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, anyway, Andy, is there anything else you want to discuss? Yes, I'd like to. Give you a bit of planning news. Oh, good. Planning news. Oh, well done, Bill. helpful. Um, Chelsea goalkeeper Marcus Bettinelli, mm. who's never played, but he might do one day. You, you never know. know. Yeah, get a game. Has kicked off plans to extend his 1.5 million Surrey home, complete with home cinema and games room. Nice, yeah. Uh, the six foot two stopper made his Blues debut in the 5 1 FA Cup win over Chesterfield. I'd forgotten that one. Okay. And. Uh, and now has launched plans for a Grand Design style makeover. Nice, yeah. I don't know if that bloke's coming along from Grand Kevin McLeod. Kevin yeah. McLeod. I was worried the Bettinelli's had taken on too much. Yeah. And all that. So he's always worried. Never mind, he's always fine. Stop it seems it. you have to have, if you're a professional footballer, you have to have a, a, a cinema room. You have to have, a, yeah. you definitely have to have <clears> one of those, <throat> don't you? I mean, I wonder how often they're in there. <clears throat> they think they're in there watching the great black and white. Classics, do you think they're just be. great? To the O'Tur school, they're great. <laughs> well, there's more bags of popcorn and well, putting the cartoons on for the kids. He's... Go and watch the cartoons, kids, on a wrap around screen. It's a good idea, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, yes. He's applied for the local council for planning permission, planning news, yeah, to demolish an existing porch, okay, and build front and rear extensions. It's great news. If plans are approved, his new look home will boast. Wow. Ground floor cinema, you're right. It is, Playroom and boot room. It is a staple, isn't it, of, of the national newspapers that it's a bit of a quiet day and you need to sort of fill a little gap. You've got a little gap on well, page seven. They feel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they feel. And so uh, you have to go and think, go and have, they say to the worky, don't they say to the placement, there, go and have a look at the plan, see if you can find any planning news for footballers. That'll be quite useful. Um, Andy, you're looking at the screen with your mouth open. So was that is that a wicket or not? No, I okay, don't think so. Enough. It was a, it was a he, he padded up, he let it go, but I don't think it was going to hit the stumps. They're thinking about reviewing. <laughs> they might do because they're desperate. But yes. And they've got three reviews. Uh, the umpires it wasn't out, I don't said think. no, but no, they're cracking mm. on. They've not bothered 
with a review there. Where was I? I was uh, I've talked about something. Oh, yeah, planning news. Yeah. So and then they turn up a little footballer's story, don't they? And then, hey, presto, you've got... I wonder yeah. if Woodward and Bernstein from all the President's <laughs> Men started off doing a little bit of planning, planning news. news. Nice to think the they're White sitting House. there looking out for Washington, <coughs> Washington uh, NFL players trying to work out whether whether they were Hawks trying to... Hawksby and Jacobs planning They're planning news. news. Oh, thank you very much, yeah, feel, free, feel free to crash it whenever you like. It's not a problem, that's right. Have you heard of the latest TikTok? I think Bill had had enough of planning news. <laughs> I don't to be honest, oh, yeah, so do I. Have you heard about the latest uh, TikTok craze? No, I'm not down beer, with the kids. Beer tanning. Beer tanning? Beer tanning. You don't use uh, protective factor 50, which would be a lot more sensible. Yeah. But what you use is beer as a suntan lotion. That's a terrible idea. Well, apparently you get a nice colour. I think it's a terrible yeah, but idea. But it's got no sun protection. It's, it's not about getting a nice colour, is it? I'm not advocating it. I'm just telling you, this is a TikTok craze, beer tanning. Well, it... It's a, it's a bad one, Andy. I mean, uh, unless I there, it. Has, it, has it got any protective qualities, a pint of lager? No. I doubt it, really. Pint <laughs> of lager in the sun is never a great combination, <laughs> is it? Any... Normally, it gets people burnt. That's not a good idea at all. Yeah. Are you, remember <clears> a little <throat> while ago, Andy, you told us that you were spending so much time on TikTok like a 15-year-old girl, yeah. you had to be weaned off of it. You left it behind. It was taking up too much of your time. Yes, it was, I spent 12 hours one week on TikTok. So wow, that's, that's bad. Did, you, did your dad take no, it away from I you? I didn't have to be weaned off it. I just decided it was a very bad idea. Right. And uh, and I wouldn't bother. And You're I grounded. I, I haven't bothered. I've, I've, you know, I haven't gone back to it. You've not, but you know about all the latest TikTok well, crazes. Yeah, I read about it. Okay, I'm that's your it. way of keeping in touch. Mm. You still need your fix, don't you? That's true. Even if you're not there for 12 <laughs> hours. True. 12 hours a day. I don't know if you're aware that Tom Holland, uh, Spider-Man, son of Dominic... Not the plumber. ...is a big Spurs fan. He know? is. Yeah, yeah, I am aware of that. We spoke to Dom about that. His dad, who's a mm. comedian and writer when he's coming to see us. That's he right. said it prepared His mates him. were Sonny. He's become quite oh, pally with... Yeah, with Sonny at Spurs, they are pals. But his, um, his dad and his uncle, I see his uncle all the time. Brentford. Brentford he's a passionate yeah, Brentford not, fan. He's not yeah. gone Brentford. He's gone, I mean, I, I'd love to call it glory hunting, supporting well, Spurs over Brentford. No, There's two league places between them. Because I think he had some bad reviews, that's true, for uh, the show that he's in, The Crowded Room. He said, I think being a Tottenham fan... It's somewhat like being in the crowded room. It's taught me resilience. Yeah, we well, are never going to win an Olivier, are you? He said, Tottenham have never won anything, and supporting them is incredibly difficult. <laughs> Blimey, tell me about it. You want a lifetime of it. <laughs> yeah, just when he gets... He's all geared up to get the Olivier, and he just falls short in the semi-finals. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what's going to happen. That's what happens to all Tottenham fans. So, um, yes, uh, maybe we should have influence of the animal kingdom as well. I don't mm. know if you saw this. Bees interrupted a cricket match when the swarm settled on the wicket. So this is what we need to do, Andy, down at Lord's. Yeah. Swarm of bees. If you're in the I'll bee business... I'll take some with me. I'll take we'll a get, hive with me on we'll, Saturday. We'll get uh, Oliver Whitehouse, the 12-year-old, who took six wickets to take... Uh, can you take a swarm of bees? Mm. Just have a big bucket of bees with him down to Lord's, <laughs> stick them on the wicket, and they'll all have to go off. So just some of the ways we're hoping England can get back into this game. It's a bee. 142 for two currently, Australia. Smith, the way he's so irritating the way he plays. You think you think you're going to get him out LBW all the time. He just steps in front of his stumps. Yeah, he's got a brilliant hand. He's got, eye yeah, he's got a great eye, hasn't he? That's the difference. He has. I should just say that uh, my grandson and granddaughter met uh, Mitch Stark yesterday at yeah. the team hotel. Mm. Had a lovely photo with him, and he he did look a really nice bloke. He was nice to him. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Yeah, he looks friendly. He, I hear he's very nice, but yeah. Uh, 
You don't like to think of Australians like that, do you? Well, really? no, only not when only when they're on the pitch. Yeah. Only when they're on the pitch. Um, but I did point out your grandson. Sorry, grandson should have stepped on his foot. I think he should. Just, have. Oh, sorry about that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We've had some suggestions. I mentioned earlier on with Gary mm. Neville doing Dragons Den to uh, a bit of a novelty aspect of a, yeah. a long-running format. Are there any other mm. people from the world of sport that you might introduce into a long-running TV format? To, to give it a bit of a lift, give it a little bit of notoriety. Roy Keane on the weakest link, quite possibly. Romesh <laughs> is doing. Romesh is quite it. Roy Keane-like, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, oh, he really gets stuck in. He does. He? Yeah, yeah. giving it, giving it the full Mick McCarthy in Saipan. You wouldn't want just <laughs> mentally disintegrating people because Still they be get as bad as Anne Robinson. Question, Rob, about the Eiffel Tower. How, that, yeah, thank you very much for that. What about Alan Brazil hosting Countdown with Ray on the letters and numbers? That would be great. Ray, Ray, I've got a nine, Ray. It's hip, hippo, hypocrite, hippo. No, okay, hang, <laughs> hang on, Ray, hang on. Oh, on. That's G. And uh, this is a good one, Gareth, the Leeds fan. What about Neil Warnock's drag race? <laughs> I love drag race, me. That would be good, wouldn't it? We'd all watch it. Fantastic idea, Gaz. Keep them coming. Talksport.com forward slash HJ. Can text to 81089 mm. or you can tweet to TS HJ. Well, let's uh, check in once again. All being well with... Oh, he's not there. He's not oh, there for good. I don't blame him. What's the no, point? I think, I think he's gone home. <laughs> It'd be great. We just saw him going past on the bus. I don't blame him. If I, was John, I would have gone home if I was John. Yeah. Really, Fantastic. Honestly. Andy Jacobs, England sports psychologist. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon show. I'm back with Charlie tomorrow. Andy, you're back for the spread. I am, yeah. Looking forward to it. Uh, so, yeah, we'll catch up with you tomorrow from one. If you can make it, great. If not... The podcast is always available at four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.